You know, already in Mantra number 4, it was complete. What was complete? The definition of Brahman was already complete. As the one who is, who is Uparistha, Uparistha means the one who is in the, um, you know, the Uparistha dealt with what we call in um, English transcendental, dealt with Bhagavan from the, or Brahman from the transcendental standpoint. That although it created everything, it did not become the universe. Because that kind of a view is pantheism. It is not Vedanta. Ah, so this is something which is uh, to be noted. So therefore, there is a transcendental dimension, a definition from the standpoint of the transcendental dimension and a definition of the same Brahman from an immanent standpoint. Immanent, not imminent. Okay, immanent. Immanent means that its existence is all pervasive and there is no name, no form that can be said to exist without the presence and the knowledge, the sentience of Brahman. And this sentience and presence being limitless, the Jagat is also, the universe is limitless. You cannot really scope out everything. It's just so much there because, you know, Brahman is limitlessly big and has lent its presence and sentience in the form of the universe. So the universe is what? Vidya or a dependent reality. So this much we have covered and uh, I, we need to just sum it up because otherwise what we are going to study now is it's not going to make sense. Uh, we have seen the definition of Brahman from the standpoint, two standpoints. The first one is Uparistha or the transcendental dimension. The, trans the definition of Brahman from the standpoint of transcendence. Otherwise, there is a mistake committed and one starts to think that everything has become Brahman. The whole universe is nothing but Brahman. So Brahman has become the universe and has spread itself and so there is no more Brahman. Because if you really want Brahman, you know, hug, uh, hug a tree, hug, uh, you know, um, uh, hug a, a kitten whatever it is you know you have to keep looking because Brahman has become the names and forms this is not Vedanta this is a philosophy an entirely different philosophy called pantheism so pantheism is different from Vedanta because we have we say that Brahman lends its presence and its sentience to everything in the universe and what is it you know it itself is untouched by this this lending process unlike a lone shark who lends and then who, who doesn't sleep at night worried whether the money will be returned back or whether my you know bank balance is going down 
no such worries brahman being limitless the universe is also limitless because this limitless brahman is is in the form you know is is uh, uparistha in the form of that which is unafflicted unaffected by whatever it manifests as because the manifestation is as though so therefore the created jagat is not really created it's a projected jagat whose projections and withdrawals keep you know this cycle of they keep this cycle going so the projection and withdrawal are there and then this you know this projected universe is made up of names and forms which are you know which are based on uh, brahman's presence existence brahman's knowledge because brahman's knowledge is the knowledge of the object and uh, you know brahman's limitlessness you know in the form of you know everything in this universe limitlessly manifest and so therefore the universe really doesn't have a leg to stand on and you know it's standing on one leg and that one leg is brahman really so the universe is dependent upon brahman brahman is not dependent on the universe this is the uh, you know this is what is called the transcendental definition then we have an immanent not imminent immanent definition and the immanent definition involves how every name and form is non separate from brahman brahman is not any name and form so all names and forms are part of what is called mithya the transactional reality which which uh, which uh, can be neither affirmed as self standing because it is not nor can it be denied as existent because if brahman is existent and if, if if the name and form that we are talking about any name any form is non separate from brahman so you cannot say that this doesn't exist so it's 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 hanging in between existence and non existence absolute non existence so the world is not shunya world is brahman brahman is not the world so this is you know uh, so the uh, this is the uh, immanent aspect of how in order you know so hugging a tree is hugging brahman because there is no other brahman available to us than all these you know you have to go through the manifest forms starting with your own body and enquiring is the body i is the mind i is the senses i and what is this i what is the answer the body is brahman mind is brahman senses are non separate from brahman but brahman is the indweller of this body mind sense complex without any without any conditions without you know without becoming the body becoming the mind brahman is not the body brahman is not the mind brahman is not the senses this is how we keep the immanent and the transcendental aspects you know uh, you know very uh, forefront in our minds when we talk about brahman bhagavan uh, you know self etc so now you know in mantra number 5 which is you know a very important mantra for the reasons we will be seeing soon uh, you know that this is you know the uh, this uh, mantra is poured as an answer to the valakhilya's question that okay we understand that there is you know that that there is a being who is the prachodayita 
the impeller of all actions in the form of sentience and the one who is you know uh, who who is there in the whole universe behind all forms names and behind behind again within quotes you know who is informing all names and forms and who is informing all you know all the presence that is there in the universe so that this you know this twofold definition of brahman should have covered everything in fact this is vedanta correct yeah this itself is vedanta what more do we need we don't need anything else this itself is vedanta and then you know then we, you know they should have we should have stopped you know we should have stopped studying here itself because this is a definition that is that is complete and uh, you know so why this other question from the valakhilyas has come you know the 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 the, the question from the valakhilyas has come because even though the Brahm, definition of brahman is complete the vision of the upanishads is not complete ah because the purpose of any upanishad is not to define brahman ah why because the purpose of the upanishad is to to understand to make you understand that you know that brahman is nothing but yourself so the definition of brahman is incidental you know in terms of communicating this vision and it's in fact incomplete because if you define brahman and leave it then what's the point okay there is this thing called brahman every name and form is brahman brahman is not any name and form what does it do to me nothing okay moving on you know this is what will happen moving on to what the next uh, mindless distracting activity because it doesn't address the the core pain the core problem of what the seeker is seeking the seeker is seeking to to be whole when and this is a very interesting problem the seeker is seeking to be whole when when the seeker is already whole <laughs> the seeker is seeking to be free when the seeker is already free when the and the seeker is seeking to be the sort when the seeker is already the sort that's something for thought yeah <laughs> so it's a very funny problem it is again this problem is on the same level as all the manifest names and forms in the universe and so we already discussed that all the names and the uh, forms uh, in the universe they are called and uh, the transactional reality is called the, the transactional reality comprising all names and forms is called what is called mithya can neither be affirmed nor can be denied <laughs> ah, like your shadow does it exist well i, I can see it and it imitates me if i go like this it also goes like that it's always behind me so yes it exists but really does it exist no it's not it doesn't really exist so you can't affirm it you can't give it a social security number and then you can't you know make it into a into a person because it's not it's a shadow but you cannot say it is non existent in uh, india we have a saying you know it's a superstition that sometimes disembodied beings uh, you know in the form of uh, 
I don't know, some ghost, ghostly creatures who kind of have a body. Uh, what, what do they do? They take on some body, an apparition of a body, and they walk, you know, amongst uh, the living. And what do they do? They just sort of interact and, you know, do funny business because they, they want to, uh, they, they have died with some um, unfulfilled uh, big uh, chip on their shoulders in the form of desire for some, you know, retribution, vengeance, etc. And so they're trying to eke this out through this, some kind of an apparition body. And then how do you tell, you know, whether the person is a real person real again within quotes, transactionally real, or whether this person is a ghostly being. <laughs> so you look for the shadow and the ghostly being apparently does not cast a shadow. <laughs> so this is something that, you know, people say, um, just a little whatever aside. But nonetheless, this is the, the point is this, that, you know, the, the whole thing is, is like a shadow. You can't affirm it, you can't deny it. It exists and it's available, it's, but it's not really, you know, self-existent. You don't see shadows, you know, catching the bus and then going to work with little shadowy, shady looking briefcases in hand. You don't see that. Shadows are always attached to the person, so to speak. And then they come and go, they can never, never be affirmed, they can never be denied, whose existence can never be, you know, denied or affirmed. So like this, the whole Jagat, you know, don't say it's a shadow of Brahman, this was just an example. The whole Jagat is a manifestation of Brahman, just like the shadow, it is not self-standing, the universe and just like the shadow, it cannot be denied, you know, so it's kind of in between existence and non-existence. So it is all about interactions. It is all about transactions because, and this is the question I asked earlier, is that the transaction is always between names and forms. Transaction cannot be, you know, with Brahm, between two Brahmans. Why? This is the question I asked. Why? Very obvious question. Yeah, <laughs> there's only one. All that is there is non-dually one. You can't even say half Brahman, quarter Brahman, one-fifth Brahman. No, it's impartite reality. So really speaking, even though the definition of Brahman is complete, in uh, up to mantra number five, you know, we saw how they, how the Valakhilyas were ready for the knowledge, how Brihadratha, he, even though he was not ready for the knowledge, he did this penance, and then this, you know, he became ready for the knowledge. All these things, he purified himself, literally by standing in the scorching sun for three years and so like this you know only three years and here we have trouble staying uh, you know staring at the sun for three seconds and so this is you know he he purified himself to to gain qualification for this knowledge but what in what is this knowledge if it's not finishing at the definition of brahman what else is left what is left is is just this whole thing the gap between what I call I and Brahman that is what is left and that gap is like the gap between you know between 
sat and uh, mithya so the mithya which is the body mind complex you know how is it connected to this brahman and how is this ahamkara which is also mithya mithya again means dependent reality that which is not self standing so the ahamkara which is also mithya why is ahamkara mithya because you see anything that comes and goes is mithya does the ahamkara go well not really well in sleep it goes yeah in sleep it goes sometimes it is big and it is all got a chip on its shoulder nobody loves me nobody is paying attention to me people are insulting me left right center and sometimes what sometimes it is small contented happy it's not you know it's not coming in the way and sometimes it is you know resorted to a causal form in sleep so the, therefore ahankara is mithya anything that undergoes change we have seen is mithya anything that has a name and a form is mithya well brahman has a name but it doesn't have a form <laughs> all forms are it for its forms but it doesn't have any attributes any forms and so really speaking what is now you know at stake here and this is again an example of a very hidden mahavakya an extremely hidden mahavakya but nonetheless mahavakya means the the that which um, conveys the vision of the upanishads yeah the vision of the upanishads you know is mahavakya and what is this mahavakya mahavakya literally means a very important sentence a sentence that uh, a hearing which it is a mind boggling you know a, a sentence that is that has mind boggling proportions and potential for one's transformation from seeker to what from the one who is uh, who is a contented person no longer a seeker so it takes away the seeker seeking this is this this is the sentence and all the other you know things up we have been studying up till now i have just little you know what should i say building blocks along the way some building blocks are there like these huge uh, what are they called you know these boulders uh, uh, brought by the vanaras to bridge uh from this place called jaffna in sri lanka all the way to rameshwaram yeah in south india and now they are saying that this is not a natural formation it's a quote unquote man made <laughs> you know bridge they are saying that now all this time it was just a natural formation and the and you know the and the greed of commercial you know shipments and everything they wanted to start go in between you know what is that in between india and sri lanka because why do you want to go around well there is a sunken bridge and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's part of our history no 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 it's just a little natural formation well the ramayana talks about it so there are big boulders and then little small things that uh, small little pieces of uh, you know kind of uh, gravel and uh, small stones and pebbles that that are fossilized that somehow has held uh, held it together it's only thing is it is sunken it is we say it is sunken because the water level has come up that's nothing it's going to come up even more with all this warming and climate change and everything you know 
all the coastal cities are in peril in another 50 to 100 years that's what you know see this climate change has been happening you know uh, at various points in in creation and then we see this you know uh, we see this uh, um, sunken bridge and now they are saying that this is what uh, this is uh, man man made that is questionable because uh, uh, maybe it is vanara made Vanara doesn't mean monkey. Vanara means Narova, Nava, Iti Shanka. Means there's a doubt whether it's a human being or not. You have to take a second look. Some kind of humanoid species. Yeah. Human like. And so, anyway, so this is, uh, uh, you know, this, this uh, boulder. So some, you know, some Mahavakyas, you know, are like these big boulders which the Vanaras carried. Very important. Pragnanam Brahma, Ayamatma Brahma, Tattvamasi. They hit you in the face. They are there, huge boulders. And some of them are hidden like these pebbles. But nonetheless, they bridge, what? Not India and Sri Lanka. <laughs> That's just the example. They bridge, they form a bridge between... This, uh, you know, this jaded jiva and beautiful Brahman to show that they are one and the same. That's what it is. They form a bridge to these Mahavakyas are the stepping stones that help us cross, that help one cross the horrible, horrific ocean of samsara with snapping alligators and uh, riptides and whirlpools and um, and I don't mean the washing machine, okay? Uh, whirlpool and then this, uh, you know, seaweed, etc. Uh, one is a flotsam and jetsam and Vedanta ushers you into crossing this bridge and the Upanishad is this bridge and the Upanishad is nothing but Mahavakyas strung together. Yeah, that's all it is. It's a beautiful bridge of Mahavakya. So, this is what one has to cross, you know, with the help of a teacher who is explaining these Mahavakyas. And like I said, some of them are, are huge, like these big boulders. You know, if you, if you look at that uh, photo, the NASA photos from India to Sri Lanka, some of them are huge. And some of those, you know, some of them are not boulders at all. They are little kernels that are holding the boulders together. Everything is now fossilized. Yeah. So now, you know, these, you know, this Mahavakya here is like a small little pebble. It's not a boulder Mahavakya, Tattva Masi, Ayamatma Brahma, Pragyanam Brahma, you know, all like these big, big Upanishads, like what? You know, these, uh, like Taittariya Upanishad, you know, Satyam Jnana Manantam Brahma, that's a Mahavakya. And, you know, then, then there is Pragyanam Brahma. And then, you know, people just pick out four Mahavakyas from four Vedas and they say there are only four Mahavakyas. That's, a, that's, that's just wrong to say that. It is that which is called an Upanishad should have at least one Mahavakya, maybe several. Katha Upanishad has several because, you know, there's a whole section, etat, vaitat, you know, hamsashuchisat, vasurantarikshasat, Kota Vedisat, Atithir Duro Nasat, Nrishat, Varasat, Ritasat, 
अब जा गो जा रित जा ब्रह्म महत मीनिंग इट्स इट्स ऑल यू नो दिस इज अ महावाक्य बिकॉज एवरीथिंग इज सत 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 यू नो नृशत विस द ट्रूथ ऑफ द ह्यूमन बींग सत everything everything that's born of the waters, everything that's born born of of the the waters, earth is sat, sat, sat. What is this sat? Brahma Mahat. This sat is nothing but Brahma. You know, this is a महावाक्य एंड देन इट्स एज ए तत् वही तत् लाइक दैट दिस दैट यू नो दैट कॉज इज दिस इंडीड दिस इफेक्ट एंड दिस वॉट वी कॉल इफेक्ट इज नॉट सेपरेट फ्रॉम द कॉज दिस अलोन इज दैट you are jagat karanam brahma this is what has to be understood without this understanding you can you know you can define brahman in flowery language it is not going to do anything you know defining brahman as this wonderful thing we don't know where it is and uh, you know it it is got all this wonderful qualities you know satyam gyanam anantam this is how people talk that they are qualities of brahman but you can't handle it and but you, and then it's only gained in the silence <laughs> this is i heard a speaker like this you know i don't know it's sometimes difficult to sit through such talks after hearing after uh, studying with pujya swami ji and you know <laughs> so i had to sit through this talk and why me pujya swami ji also had to sit through this talk <laughs> because he had you know some sadhu said i'm coming to rishikesh and i'd like to visit the ashram and so out of respect uh, swami ji said would you like to say a few words yes i want to talk about brahman and swami ji got very excited yes please talk about brahman and then this person said you know you can't the the thing to say about brahman is you can't talk about brahman because brahman is just you know or no brahman is opposed to noise and you have to just sit in silence because brahman is found in the in the well spring of silence brahman springs forth and therefore you know therefore yeah, and then you know of course if brahman springs forth in the well spring of silence then what is there to talk but the talk about the brahman not being available for talk lasted for two and a half hours <laughs> our lunch was also late because there was no way to stop this man so this is how it is people say brahman cannot be talked about and then give a two and a half hour talk about brahman which cannot be talked about which is found in silence if it's found in silence you know what is noise if it's opposed to brahman then then that means there is a parallel reality then you are not saying brahman is is non dually one so if the, if noise is not brahman <laughs> you have to you know wear noise cancelling headphones in order to go to brahman then there is a problem if brahman is opposed to noise if there is a problem because then there is dvaita then brahman has ragadveshas <laughs> then what about ignorance i just told you yesterday brahman is not even opposed to ignorance not opposed to heat cold not opposed to any kind of opposites even adharma brahman is not opposed to like the sun it just shines it brings adharma to light wherever it is 
it brings you know this uh, ignorance to light when i say oh i don't know brahman i don't know myself help that means what when a person says that that means that light of brahman is shining the light even on ignorance so you cannot have brahman opposed to anything and so really speaking every upanishad has a mahavakya or several and some of them are very 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 hidden and this one also is you know an example of a very hidden mahavakya you know hard to find and you can easily miss the bus and what is a mahavakya jeeveshwarayo ho aikyam vakyam so that uh, uh, you know that which is uh, uh, you know that which is the uh, that which reveals the oneness between jiva this miserable seeker and ishvara yes and whenever i talk about brahman it is only in the form of ishvara so it's not enough to say that you know you are not the body mind sense complex from the jiva's side you are that which is the whole and which is you know uh, which is uh, uh, which is the witness and you are not you know you are the truth of this body you are not the body mind sense complex you are not all the names and forms in the universe you are the witness you are the subject you are not the object that's just again a partial understanding it doesn't help so what has to be done is 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 to go um, with the message that is in keeping with the human quest and the human quest or request is what the the human quest is to be one with the cause of the universe to be important to be the whole to be in charge to be free ha and as long as one is embodied as long as this dehatma uh, you know dehatma uh, buddhi is there this you know this uh, desire to be whole to be free uh, mutes into you know morphs into uh, transmutes into the desire for world domination power and control <laughs> the unfortunate but true so this is where the desire is no desire for world dominate becomes because it's not recognized it's not recognized as what it is and so what you know it since it is not recognized it is you know uh, it is uh, it is seen as some uh, you know some it is it is seen as some kind of a uh, desire to be important to be approved to always be good and even if i'm not good i don't care i have to look good this is a great pressure that people have i have to look good especially with people who matter like bosses <laughs> teachers you know people who are in charge authority figures and uh, you know people who matter i have to look really good how how to to look good you know just you know say a few things say a few things that make you that make everybody have a great impression of you and then in the when nobody is looking you can one can do whatever one wants you can do you know this is a great pressure to look good and to appear you know wonderful and so you know this is we see this in the ashram setting all the time you know people come and then you know they are very nice 
very nice means in the ashram there is just this whole you know like all the kindness all the compassion everything comes out, comes out in dealing with all the other ashramites and everything and then what they leave the place and on the drive home there is road rage get out of my way <laughs> you know what happened what happened to what was here well here nobody is looking and at least nobody i don't know this person who i'm asking to you know get out of the way <laughs> this is you know this is what happens there is this pressure and this pressure to look good and to 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 look like one is so giving and one is so kind and one is so compassionate and one is so generous without being compassionate patient you know patient kind or generous this is you know this is because the desire for the truth is not recognized one is just you know one is just still succumbing to ragadvesha pressure you know ah the desire when the desire that this is not really you know the the this is not really what i'm seeking i'm not seeking to look good in the end to be you know like this goody two shoes like everybody should approve me and everybody should think i'm at a high level of achievement whether material or spiritual without really having that high level of achievement <laughs> you know this is this is a pressure this is the same pressure which one feels even after coming into the spiritual realm and that's why one becomes all high and mighty and vedanta has been leveled uh, you know not without reason i tell you you know vedanta has been leveled with the accusation that the people who are vedantins are aloof inaccessible and sadly uncompassionate now there is a there is a there is a you know kernel of truth to this yeah and you know right now um the uh, uh, you know yeah ouch is right and so right now i am in the uh, process of uh, putting together a panel at a conference you know to to look at this issue of isolation and exclusivity when it comes to uh, the, the, a charge that is leveled in terms of you know vedanta you know and in you know this is something which is a which is a, a which is really ill informed sad and ill informed because if i am going to be aloof and if i'm going to pretend like i don't have any flaws and i'm going to be unreachable because i'm all brahman now and i have you know what you know rattled off a few mahavakyas you know even a rattlesnake makes noise <laughs> you know so just because i rattle off a few mahavakyas and i'm above everybody and everything this is you know this is uh, this is a difficult uh, situation and that's and why does this situation and this this is something that every aspirant in one's process of um, exposing oneself to the knowledge at some point or uh, another gets you know gets into this passes through this stage you know i say passes through this stage because it is really a stage and uh, even though one feels like one is stuck in it you know one has to what should i say hasten to come out of this stage yeah because the, this is a deterrent to uh, to to gnanam 
even though one may have the knowledge that this knowledge refuses to abide and it is filled with vagueness doubts and errors and the main error being i'm above everyone else all i have to do is just pretend to be good and pretend i have to keep up this impression that i have to be the you know the best aspirant spiritual aspirant and the best person who already knows and so how do i keep this in, uh, impression that i already know no, no i i don't make any mistakes how can you not make any mistakes i just keep quiet i don't you know mistakes come only when i dare to you know speak yeah i just keep quiet and then what I let them think anything <laughs> ah mistakes happen when i dare to speak when i dare to say the wrong things when i dare to be honest enough to expose myself when i dare to be you know just out there to show myself and say okay i'm having these problems and you know yes i'm impatient yes i get angry yes you know i'm working on it yes i have this problem yes i bite off more than i can chew and then i get stressed this is what you know um, this is the owning up of all this is what is going to make one uh, 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 you know is is what is going to make the ahankara humble and this humility is is a very important dimension of shraddha for the teaching yeah otherwise this shraddha doesn't come and so here you know this is uh, the the mahavakya you know if it is not internalized properly and if it is not studied fully what happens is that one goes off on a tangent starting to think that one is you know um one is some kind of a you know above everyone else and this is you know noticed in the spiritual realm and also in the material world one wants to look very good and you know seen to you know one is hankering after approval and this is you know therefore the definition of the self as other than the body mind cells sense complex you know dehad uh, vilakshana you know it is uh, it is different from the body is not enough and the definition of brahman from these two standpoints is also not enough what has to do is to come together so that so that the the, the uh the quest of this miserable jiva is joined with the answer to this quest the seeking has to be complete here the seeking has to be you know answered and the seeking has to stop and therefore in the mantra number 5 there is you know uh there is a, you know there is what there is a hidden mahavakya and where is that in the first line purusha samyaha a one word mahavakya ha ah, one word mahavakya we saw this yesterday but today i am uh, what is that today i am defining it as a mahavakya and we are going to look at it in detail purusha samyaha and what is this you know sava esha sukshmah agrahya adrishya so here we have to take both the definitions the definition of the jiva and and where did we get the definition of the jiva we didn't have the definition of the jiva you know don't forget brihadratha's monologue 
and go back to what? Page 2 for that. Asthi charma snayu, mantra number 3. Asthi charma snayu, majja, mamsa, shukra, shonita, shleshma, ashru, dushite, vin, mutra, vata, pitta, kapha, sangate, durgandhe, nissare, asmin, sharire, kim, kama, bhogaihi. You know, in, uh, in uh, Brihadratha's revelation after his tapas, that this malodorous body, which is an assemblage of blood, bone, skin, marrow, flesh, you know, and all kinds of secretion and excrement, you know, this is, you know, this is the, what is the use? This, this is just a, you know, what is that? This is just a bhoga yatana. Somehow it is living and somehow it is just going, you know, going forth and then somehow it is, uh, you know, keeping on fulfilling its desires, but what use? There is, there is, you know, in this distasteful body, further, which is subject to hunger, thirst, sickness, grief, fear, and all other these, these perishable things, like even a shrub, like even all these biting things, damshakaha, you know, mashakaha, these, these biting things, and these flies, like a house fly, and all these other biting things, like a leaf that keeps falling from the tree, this, this body is what? This body cannot be I. He understands this. And so the, from the side of the jiva, you know, the, this whole definition has been given completely earlier. This is just a summing up. This whole definition has been very beautifully, if a little startlingly, given. And, and what is that? And, and that this body cannot be, what? Cannot be the I. So the, from the standpoint of the jiva, this is the, the, the jiva, the truth of the jiva is not this body, but there is something else that's observing this body. It is the witness who can rattle off all these defects about the body. It is a witness that is seeking a defectless truth of itself because it cannot stand all these defects. This is what was already told and the definition of Brahman from two standpoints was already told from the standpoint of Uparistaha and from the standpoint of the fact that it is uh, that no name and form is separate from Brahman. Brahman, you know, as though has occupied all names and forms without leaving any residue and without really losing anything of itself in the process. This was also already revealed. So then what? So now the, the two things are going to be brought together just in this one word, Purusha Samyaha. Who is called Purusha? Purusha Samyaha means that which is known as Purusha. Who is called as Purusha? You know, even in the vernacular languages, unfortunately it is, it is, it means man. It's just because it's a masculine word. But in Sanskrit it doesn't mean man. I told you the two derivations yesterday. One is what? Who remembers? Who was there yesterday? Many of you were there yesterday. What is the definition of Purusha? First definition? Yeah, Purishete. Very good. Yeah, and the second definition is that which fills up everything. So two definitions. One is the one who sleeps in the city. The one who sleeps from the city. 
in the sorry in the city in a citadel of this body mind sense complex which as though has locked this consciousness <laughs> ah has locked this consciousness in like even in the ancient times people used to lock themselves in the fort uh, to be freed from predators yeah to be safe to protect themselves from predators this is how it is they used to lock themselves to in the fort and uh, so that they would be protected from invaders and predators and they would do that when there were invasions and supposing they would somebody would say the town crier who would be uh, you know sitting on top of the fort on the turret of the tower would say oh there is a band of hyenas coming this way okay quickly get into the lions coming and uh, you know and there is uh, you know uh, stories of you know children and uh, people just being dragged away weak people being dragged away by this lion uh, and so there is a man eater lion there out so get into the fort or these people are invading get into the fort so as a as a way of protection they 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 would just get into the fort and like even you know <laughs> like even this this body you know it 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 only lets certain things in it it is got a defense mechanism it 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 won't let all the germs in and uh, even if it lets the germs in there is some disorder which is also part of the order and usually a karmic order you know somebody comes down with a flu and somebody doesn't why you know because of this and so therefore what so therefore all this is is so important to 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 understand all this is very 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 important to understand that there is a there is a you know that there is this uh, uh, body you know which is uh, which is uh, which is indwelling there is a being indwelling this body and from the standpoint of identification with the body the being says i am small i am i'm not all i am i am full of problems i am an idiot etc etc and then who is ishvara purusha samgya who is jiva purusha samgya from two standpoints but how can you just describe jiva as this wanting being yeah purusha samgya because the word purusha has a different origin vyutpatti here the the one who is sleeping the sleep of ignorance as though locked up in this citadel of this body mind complex and identifying with this body ah identifying with this body completely as the truth of oneself thinking i am as good as this body i am as good as this mind i am as good as the senses i am as good as what i do karta i am as good as what i receive bhokta this is what this body is ha ah. and so this is what i am because i am as good as this body this is what is called the first definition of purusha but really speaking what is bhagavan purusha samgya <laughs> oh bhagavan is also called purusha oh it's like two people one is a small employee in the organization in a, in a corporation and one is the ceo both of them have the last name smith because this the 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 last surname smith is very common you know both of them have last name smith you know 
So, like in India, some last name like Gupta, very common last name. So, there is one Gupta who is known as Gupta Ji because what? He is the CEO. <laughs> he, is, uh, he is called with respect and people who you respect, you add G at the end. And so, to, to show the sign of respect. And so, he is called Gupta Ji because he is the, the, the managing director of the company. And then what? And then there is another Gupta, who is just simply Gupta, who is the gopher. G for Gupta, G for gopher. And what does the Gupta, gopher Gupta do? Gopher Gupta, you know, brings tea. Gopher Gupta takes uh, one file and, you know, sends it, uh, takes it somewhere. Things that cannot be sent by emails, things that has to be signed, takes it to the CEO's office. And then gets the signature and puts it somewhere or takes it back wherever it needs to be taken back. So, Gopher Gupta goes into the manager, managing director's AC cabin and says, Oh, you and I are the same because we have the same surname. <laughs> you know. And this, if, if Gopher Gupta were to say that uh, to the director Gupta ji, then Gupta ji is going to dismiss him on the spot. What nonsense are you talking about? You and I are the same. Get out of here. You are fired. Yeah. So how can you say, Bhagavan is Purusha Samyaha? I am Purusha. Okay, I understand. You just explained nicely how this I is caught up in this body-mind sense complex and then as though feels trapped, as though feels like I, I don't have enough and I am limited. Okay, I understood that fully well. But Bhagavan, limitless, a completely opposite of this I that you just explained. But here it is known as what? Purusha Samyaha. This Bhagavan is known as Purusha Samyaha. How is this possible? Well, we go to a different rendition and a different, uh, you know, what is that? Uh, derivation of the word Purusha. What is Purusha here? You know, Sarvan Purayati. That which fills up everything. That which is everything. That which has not become anything because it is everything. That which is, you know, that self-conscious, uh, self-effulgent, all-knowledge, sentient being. And what are you? Self-conscious, self-effulgent, knowledgeable being. But then, how come I don't know this? How come? But, but Bhagavan is all-power. Yeah, that all-power is an upadhi. It comes and goes. All Shakti, Shakti is an Upadhi. All knowledge, knowledge of this and that, Sarva Vetritvam is an Upadhi. You know, knowledge of Chinese, knowledge of Greek, knowledge of all kinds of languages, even languages that have some clicks in them like Zulu, you know, which only those people can talk. I mean, really, very difficult language. So, I don't know any of these. Yeah, that's because you have a mind. <laughs> you have a mind. You have, you have identified with this mind and so therefore you can only know this and that. No, that means I can't know Vedanta. You know, try again. Yeah, better luck next time because you can know Vedanta. Why? Because Vedanta is not, the knowledge of Vedanta is not dependent on your memory. And it's not even dependent on your mind. It happens in the mind. But the mind is not the agent of this knowledge. 
So it's not dependent on the mind in the sense that the buddhi is not the agent of this knowledge. It's just a location where the knowledge takes place because the knowledge has to take place somewhere. Yeah, that's all it is. So the mind is not the agent of this knowledge. The mind is the locus of this knowledge. So the knowledge of Brahman takes place in the mind, not due to the mind. Ah. So therefore, this is a very important thing. That's why pramana, that's why I need to listen. That's why I can't just do it on my own. All this comes in with just one word, purusha samyaha. Because it is nothing but purusha. And this purusha is the one that is, you know, that is, that defines the, the so-called limited, you know, existence of the jiva. And the so-called limitless upadhi or powerful, you know, existence of Ishvara. Both are existence. You know, so-called limitations. Why? Because the body is mithya. It comes to an end. Mind is mithya. It comes to an end. And so you don't have to wait for the body and the mind to come to an end to understand that you are Brahman. Even while living, while being in this body, you can see that you are nothing but Brahman. Yeah. All that you are is Brahman alone. And so what? And so this is what the goal, this is the knowledge. This is what the knowledge is. And you know, you can't say, so what after this? Because it puts an end to the one who wants to know. It puts an end to the desiring person. It puts an end to the seeking person. Okay, so after I know I'm Purusha, I'll just sit quietly in one place. <laughs> you know, you don't have to, you can, you know, you can, but you don't have to. Then what's the difference between the seeking me and the non-seeking me? The seeking you is full of pressure to gain this, that, starting with people's approval. Ah. The non-seeking you is free to do things or not do things, you know. But does, does, you don't have to do anything in order to be big, in order to be important or at least to be seen as important. And uh, in order to, uh, you don't have to amass wealth in order to be secure because you are already secure. That is what the whole thing is. You are free to do. I mean, Pujya Swamiji did a lot of things. But everything that he did was to help. Loka Sangrahartham to help the people. That's all it was. And that is done out of compassion and out of prarabdha. Prarabdha means some sadhus are there, you know, the, some jnanis are there who just sit in one place. They go to a village or a town and they just sit and they don't move. Where there are some jnanis, you know, some sadhus keep moving. It depends on the person's prarabdha. That is what the whole thing is we have to understand. And so we are not talking of doing or not doing or just sitting, you know, idle. We are talking of the pressure behind the doing and the identification of oneself as the doer which drops in the wake of this knowledge when it is totally and fully owned up and assimilated. That's what the whole thing is. So this is just like we, I, I gave the example yesterday, wave and ocean. Yeah. What is the ocean? The ocean is a limitless upadhi. Upadhi is like a crystal, you know. Behind that you put yellow color, green color, red color. It looks as though the whole crystal has become yellow. 
red, green, orange, purple. And then when you take away the cloth behind it or the colored paper behind the crystal, then the crystal is what? Free of all attributes, free of all coloration, free of all everything, all or anything that you can describe. What color is the crystal? You know, no particular color, but that which is free enough of attributes to support any color to manifest as any color. And so when, supposing, you know, the it's just like that. So the ocean is huge. It has, it is a whole ecosystem on its own. It contains all these things. And then a little wave, a powerless little wave, you know, is, is capable, if it has a human mind, is capable of feeling pangs of limitations and is capable of being instructed by another wave, <laughs> a guru wave, you know, who happened to be close by and waved to this sad wave, how come you are sad? And the guru wave is able to tell this wave, you are nothing but water. Ocean is nothing but water, so therefore you are ocean. You don't have to stop being wave in order to be ocean. It's a cognitive shift. It's at the level of the notion which is changed. That you are, you know, that you are just a wave is a notion which is replaced by I am nothing but the ocean. Ah, that is what the whole thing. And so here, you know, this is the... This is the, the, that I am, you know, in the ocean of samsara. The ocean of samsara is but a notion. Dismissing which I am purusha. Which purusha? Sarvan purayatiti. That which fills up everything. And this is what is, you know, in this one word, purusha samyaha, this is the Mahavakya comes through very, very, very beautifully. And then, you know, and then he says, you know, going further, buddhi purvam ihaiva vartate. Again, if somebody, earlier it was said, sve mahimni tishthati in mantra number four, you know, that this lives in, in its own glory, this consciousness, this consciousness that manifests as Bhagavan, this consciousness endowed with body, mind, sense complex manifests as the jiva, endowed with limitless power manifests as Bhagavan. And who is doing this endowing? It's Mithya. It's a Mithya endowment. Huh? It's a Mithya endowment. It is, you know, it is a Kalpita Shakti. It is a, it is a Shakti that is non-separate from Bhagavan. That's why all our Bhagavans are happily married. Shakti and Shiva are one. Lakshmi and Vishnu are one. That's why we even have Ardhanarishwara. You know, a conjoined deity, the left side, the creative aspect, and the, you know, is is the the one which manifests things and manifests as the in the form of the jagat. The immanent aspect is feminine, and the transcendental aspect is coded as masculine. Just for the sake of you know understanding this from our divided you know dualistic mentality. Otherwise, there is no difference. You know. Even transcendental and all is just for us. It is just this one non-separate, you know, reality that is revealed as the truth of this jiva, this crying jiva. So this is what the thing is. And so here he says the the uh, you know uh, the prajapati tells the vadakhilyas, 
ಯುನೋ ಬುದ್ಧಿಪೂರ್ವಂ ಇಹೈವ ವರ್ತತೆ ಯುನೋ ಅಂಶೇನ ಇತಿ ಅಂಶ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ ಬಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಶುಡ್ ನಾಟ್ ಬಿ ಟೇಕನ್ ಯುನೋ ಇಟ್ ಶುಡ್ ನಾಟ್ ಬಿ ಸೀನ್ ಆಸ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ ಇಹೈವ ವರ್ತತೆ ಪುರುಷ ಸಂಜ್ಞ ವೇರ್ ಇಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪುರುಷ ಇಹೈವ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ವೆರಿ ಮಚ್ ಇನ್ ಇನ್ ಡ್ವೆಲಿಂಗ್ ದಿಸ್ ಬಾಡಿ ಅಂಡ್ ವೇರ್ ವಾಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಬಿಫೋರ್ ದಿಸ್ ಬಾಡಿ ವಾಸ್ ಬಾರ್ನ್ ವೇರ್ ವಾಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಬಿಫೋರ್ ದಿಸ್ ಜಗತ್ ವಾಸ್ ಕೋಟ್ ಅನ್ ಕೋಟ್ ಬಾರ್ನ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ಇನ್ ಅ ಕಾಸಲ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಅಂಶ ಹಿಯರ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ಇನ್ ಎಸ್ ಅ ಪಾಸಿಬಿಲಿಟಿ ಇಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ದೇರ್ ಆಸ್ ಅ ಪಾಸಿಬಿಲಿಟಿ ಇಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ಟಿಲ್ ಸೆಂಚಿಯಂಟ್ ಇಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ಟಿಲ್ ಸಚ್ಚಿದಾನಂದ ಇಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ಎಕ್ಸಿಸ್ಟೆಂಟ್ ಯು ನೋ ಇಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ಸೆಂಚಿಯಂಟ್ ಸದೇವ ಸೌಮ್ಯ ಇದಮ್ ಅಗ್ರೆ ಆಸೀತ್ ಬಿಫೋರ್ ಆಲ್ ದಿಸ್ ದೇರ್ ವಾಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಸತ್ ಎಸೆನ್ಶಿಯಂಟ್ ಎಕ್ಸಿಸ್ಟೆನ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ಲಿಮಿಟ್ಲೆಸ್ ಆಸ್ ಎ ಪೊಟೆನ್ಶಿಯಲ್ ಅಂಡ್ ನೌ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ದೇರ್ ಇಸ್ ಸತ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಸತ್ ದಟ್ ಸತ್ ಇಸ್ ಯು ಅಲೋನ್ ಯು ಅಲೋನ್ ದಟ್ ಸತ್ ಇಸ್ ಯು ಅಲೋನ್ ಶ್ವೇತಕೇತು ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಟೋಲ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಚಾಂದೋಗ್ಯ ಅಂಡ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ಟು ದ ಬಾಲ ಖಿಲ್ಯಾಸ್ ಆರ್ ಟೋಲ್ಡ್ ದೇರ್ ಇಹೈವ ವರ್ತತೆ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಇನ್ ಡ್ವೆಲಿಂಗ್ ದಿಸ್ ಬಾಡಿ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಅನ್ಅವೈಲಬಲ್ ಫಾರ್ ಆಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟಿಫಿಕೇಶನ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಸಟಲ್ ಸೂಕ್ಷ್ಮ ಅಗ್ರಾಹ್ಯ ಅನ್ಅವೈಲಬಲ್ ಫಾರ್ ಆಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟಿಫಿಕೇಶನ್ ಅದೃಶ್ಯ ದೇರ್ ಫಾರ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಇನ್ ಇನ್ವಿಸಿಬಲ್ ಯು ಕನಾಟ್ ಯು ನೋ ಇನ್ವಿಸಿಬಲ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಅವೈಲಬಲ್ ಫಾರ್ ಎನಿ ಸೆನ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ಗನ್ ಟು ಪಾಯಿಂಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಔಟ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದೇರ್ ಇನ್ ಅ ಕಾಸಲ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಯು ನೋ ಇಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಇನ್ವೆನ್ಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಬಾಡಿ ಯು ನೋ ಅಂಡ್ ದೇಡ್ ಆಸ್ಟ್ ವಿತೌಟ್ ಡಿಸೈರ್ ಹೌ ಕೆನ್ ಯು ಕ್ರಿಯೇಟ್ ಸೊ ದ ಡಿಸೈರ್ ಇಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ದ ಡಿಸೈರ್ ಇಸ್ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಮೆಮರಿ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ರಿವೀಲ್ಡ್ ಹಿಯರ್ it's the memory of the previous cycle of creation and the desire is not like your desire or the jeeva's desire and what is the jeeva's desire to have this to have that to want this to want that to go here to go there those kinds of desires are not there it is just the you know it's just the, the limitlessness bursting forth of this being as it were because it is so joyful that it cannot be contained in itself that is what this upanishad is going to say later you know in in a portion that we are not going to study that this this bhagavan became fivefold in the form of elements because it just that fullness it wanted to share this is just the you know question of intentionality you know explained as an aftermath from the human standpoint that's all it is because really speaking there is no cause for creation <laughs> why did the creation come you know you can't ask that question because you know we maintain that the creation is nothing but bhagavan so if you say that that creation is not separate from bhagavan you can't sit and say why did the creation come are it hasn't come you know no but it has come you know yeah, but it but you have to look at the truth of it so really speaking you know that's a moot question so therefore he says amshena vartate ihaiva so just like it indwells this body the potential the kernel for this self effulgent self shining non dually one you know is there you know as the manifestor of the universe but how do i understand it you know how do i understand that this creation happened without you know without with just a remembrance just like a sleeping individual a sleeping individual has no intentionality the intentionality was what when the being was awake 
when the being was awake when the person was awake the person before he or she went to sleep had a sankalpa tomorrow is a big day i have a lot to do i have a puja i have to go to office i have to do this do that and so i have to wake up 15 minutes earlier and then keeps the alarm also wakes up just a second before the alarm goes off wakes up on their own so really you know this is an interesting you know concept really speaking did the sleeping being wake up sleep you know technically yes the sleep the person was sleeping and now the person is awake so one is constrained to say that the sleeping being woke up but the sleeping being has no kartritvam the sleeping being has no doership the sleeping being also has no intentionality and you know desire to wake up in fact the sleeping being wants to continue sleeping <laughs> sleeping being does cannot wake up because there is no intentionality in the sleeping being there is no desire and in the sleeping being there is also therefore neither the executability of the sankalpa of waking up this is very interesting and this is a abiding uh, discussion in many upanishads and the bhashyas because this is a very interesting issue <laughs> how does the sleeping being wake up <laughs> because the sleeping being is not a doer where is the doership it is there as a potential it is not actualized where is the intentionality it is not there what intention can the sleeping person have what desire can the sleeping person have sleeping person doesn't have the desire to wake up or even the desire to go out or the desire for pakodas the sleeping being is not available for transaction just like this bhagavan in the form of a you know what consciousness before the jagat has come into being is not available for transaction <laughs> so you can't say bhagavan you know this this sachitadanda created because really speaking how is it possible to create and this the valakhilya saw and they asked this question very brilliant question and the answer is equally brilliant because you can't say this uh, prajapati is telling here you cannot really say even though that may be technically what it looks like you cannot say the sleeping being woke up who woke up the awake being who had made the decision to wake up woke up ah yeah so so to you know that this cycle of creation how did it come it came from the memory of the previous cycle of creation because this cycle of creation cannot come from this consciousness you know from from nowhere <laughs> because this consciousness is what that the sleeping person has no intentionality has no desire has no potential you know has no kartritva uh, doership ah so therefore what you know satapo tapyata this is what it means in the taittiriya upanishad that this being contemplated what is this contemplation contemplated how the previous cycle was before itself that contemplation was there the blueprint of the jagat was there in that previous cycle of creation which just was manifest beautiful you know i mean who thinks of a sleeping person like that i think this is just brilliant very very brilliant so this is you know so don't get confused with the words the the, the words are uh, very difficult here uh, difficult meaning uh, they uh, they they serve to they serve to um, 
they serve to uh, distract here and they serve to um, make one uh, you know miss the the vision here so just uh, listen to to the answer don't don't uh, go with the the the, the specific words amshena means as a potential like even suptasya buddhipurvam vibhodaha so suptasya eva like even the sleeping person eva means what like indeed buddhipurvam vibhodaha eva meti so the vibhodha the intentionality about waking up at a certain time was made when buddhi purvam so it was made prior to going to sleep the, the sleeping person did not say i have to wake up at 5 o'clock no the awake person said that where the previous night so to this purusha in the form of bhagwan you know just like how it was created in the previous cycle of creation just brought that to manifestation and it became known as this cycle as soon as we say this cycle we are in the clutches of time really speaking it's a timeless you know manifestation demanifestation going on because time is also part of the manifestation okay so um अथ यु वेतश अयेता आचह प्रतिपुरश क्षेत्र सो दिस इज सो दिस सेल्फ इज यु नो इज इट सो अथ यो खलु वेत अंश अयम so whatever is there is a potential of this this creator alone is the amshaha presence is the presence of this creation alone so eshaha this self is also the presence of this cre uh, uh, this creator alone because of pratipurushaha so one was purushaha this is the the jiva here is known as pratipurushaha is just a you know this this purusha reflected in this being reflected again within this quote within quotes because there is no reflection going on this purusha reflected in this being is what is talked about and who is the truth of this purusha kshetragya sankalpa adhyavasaya abhimana lingah प्रजापति विश्वाख्य चेतन चेतन शरीर चेतनवत प्रतिष्ठापित मंडे ओम पूर्णमद पूर्णमिदम पूर्णा पूर्णमुदच्यते पूर्णस्य पूर्णमादाय पूर्णमेवशिष्य ओम शांति 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 हरि ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओ